And now, from the Diamond to the Dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Twins Nation Podcast. I am your host, Matt Hoffman. You can start by following me on X at MDHoffman61. You can follow the show, Twins Nation Pod, at Twins Nation Pod. And also, we do have a Facebook page. If you want to follow that, you can go on Facebook and find Twins Nation Podcast. So, a lot of things have changed since uh, we met last. Um, the twins have made a lot of made some moves in the I don't know if you want to call it in the front office, but more like in the entertainment part. Um, well, let's get started with that. Uh, first off, uh, Corey Provis has been elected to be the new play-by-play man for uh, all your Twins TV broadcasting. Um, some of you guys who don't know much about Corey Provis, uh, he's been uh, doing Twins Radio since 2012, so that's probably where you're, most of you are going to be pretty familiar with him. Um, he's been known to fill in for Dick Bramer, you know, a little bit here and there. Um, also, and what I did not know until recently, was that he's been you know he calls some football games and some basketball games on um fs1 and uh the big 10 network so and another little interesting note i didn't really know about him was that he used to do radio um, when he was with the brewers he did radio with bob bob euchre which i thought that was pretty cool so he's definitely got experience so and with that being done uh chris atterbury will now move into the radio play-by-play with dan gladden um just a little bit about uh chris uh he's obviously he's filled in for provis and gladden kind of over the years and uh he also did some play-by-play for the saint paul saints uh, from 2002 to 2006. So, and I know at one point he was up for the play by play radio spot, but he was, uh, they had chose Corey Provis over him. And so, no, that'll be great. I think, I think both of them are very good at what they do. Uh, so, congratulations to Corey and Chris. And definitely be different not hearing uh dick in the you know booth anymore but definitely got a couple familiar voices and faces in there so uh moving along we some of our key free agents have signed with some other teams uh Sonny Gray just recently signed with the St. Louis Cardinals uh it was a three-year 75 million dollar contract which 
I'm not really surprised that he did not re-sign with the Twins. I know the Twins wanted to try and give him a qualifying offer, which I really, even if they, you know, I expected him to turn it down. I thought he could definitely get a better deal somewhere else, um, which obviously he did, you know, three years, 75 million. That's basically 25 million a year where a qualifying offer would have just given him around just a little over 20 million. Um, and the Cardinals have been spending some money. Uh, not only have they uh, signed Gray, but they've also signed uh, Gibson, who the Twins fans you should be really familiar with. Uh, Kyle Gibson has joined them, and they just recently signed someone else, but their name is kind of skipping my mind at the moment. Um, so right now, after a really bad year, the Cardinals are going to try and be the team that they should have been last year, a first-place club, you know, and compete for the playoffs. So so they're already bulking up their starting pitching. So um, Kenta Maeda signed with uh, AL Central rival Detroit Tigers for a two-year deal, um, worth $24 million. Um, I'm I'm a little... A little head scratched at this move here, as I kind of thought after the last couple of years with the Tigers spending the money that they have in some of these contracts, you know, like with Javi Baez and you know some of the others, that I figured they'd want to take a kind of a step back and just you know go kind of roll with some younger players, but. No, I mean, they, they signed a, a good veteran player in Maeda, so um, 12, you know, $12 million a year. I definitely probably more than what the Twins were going to offer him. Uh, all I can say is, you know, good luck to him, and, you know, hopefully things work out for him. Uh, also, just recently, Emilio Pagan <laughs> got the deal of a lifetime, I think, as he signed a two-year contract for $16 million with the Cincinnati Reds. So this one was another one that was kind of a head-scratcher. So I know the Reds are definitely looking for some guys to kind of put them over that hump to help them out with that very good young talent that they had last year. Um, and, yeah, you know, we kind of know – we kind of know what we got with what we had with Pagan. Um, you know, the first few years with him was just, uh, I don't know, asininating. Um, it was, you know, he was really known for giving up long balls and, you know, just basically just kind of killing us. And last year, you know, I was one of them guys just kind of waiting for, you know, he had a good year and I was kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop, but it never did. And so, you know, that's definitely another guy that the twins were not going to probably resign, especially not for that kind of money. Um, but anyway, so, you know, best of luck to him also. Uh, also, in some kind of some recent news, uh, the Twins have decided to put Christian Vasquez on the trade block. Um, if you guys don't remember, we, shine, we signed Christian Vasquez to a 
three-year, $30 million deal, which right now he's got two years and roughly around $20 million left, depending on how the uh, how his contract was constructed. Um, I'm really, you know, I, I don't blame the Twins for making this move, um, especially with the year that Ryan Jeffers had. You know, they just weren't sure last year if he was ready to make that step, you know, to be a primary catcher. And so, you know, the Twins went out and found a guy who could, you know, a good trusty veteran that, you know, thought that could really help this club. And, you know, Vasquez just wasn't that guy last year. In fact, I raved about how much I loved the move that they didn't, you know, how much they, you know, I loved the move when they got him last year. And I, you know, I stood by it. And yeah, he was, he was definitely a letdown last year. Um, I, you know, he started out as our number one guy, but by the, I'd say by, if not halfway through the season, definitely two thirds of the way of the season, he was, I was pretty much considering him our number two guy. And, you know, we just don't really need a guy like that, you know, especially not for the money that we're paying him. Um, and he's definitely valuable for somewhere else. And I think the twins can probably get somebody to kind of, you know, take a jump on him. Um, I'm not sure if they'll pay the full contract. The twins may have to eat some of that, um, depending on what's involved in a trade for him. But yeah, I'm kind of, it's a little sad that I wish, you know, that Vasquez would have worked out, but you never know. You mean, he may not be traded and he might still be with the team, you know, and then the twins will just have to kind of live with that bigger contract, you know, with him being a second catcher. So, um, I guess time will tell on what happens there. So moving along, uh, in some twins transaction news, um, Ronnie Iniquez and, Giovanni Moran were both non-tendered. Um, then Emmanuel Rodriguez, Austin Martin, and Junior Servino were both uh, had their contracts contracts selected from the minors, which means that they are now part of the forty-man roster. So definitely going to be. There's a good chance that we might see these guys you know, depending on what the Twins do in this, as far as some moves in the offseason here or during free agency. Um, definitely some guys that we'll definitely um, want to see. I know um, I know the big name here is Austin Martin, who, if you don't remember, he was acquired during the um, – with Jose Barrios. Um yeah, it's been kind of a hard to figure out who's kind of had the better end of that trade, which <laughs> when uh, Barrios was struggling with the Blue Jays, but, you know, because we hadn't seen Austin Martin yet. Um, right now, obviously, the Blue Jays have had the better end, so the Twins really haven't gotten to see what Austin Martin can do yet um, as he just hasn't progressed as quickly as I think, you know, or hoping he was or would. And I know he had some injury problems last year. So, um, 
So next on the docket I have here is um, arbitration talks. So right now the Twins have some uh, players that are basically on the arbitration list right now. And for the for those of you who don't know much about arbitration, basically it's uh, the players want this kind of money. The, the team thinks they should make this money and there's somebody kind of in the middle and kind of just working out a deal here. And um, anyways, there are seven players who are on the arbitration list for the Minnesota Twins this season. And those are being uh, Caleb Thielbar, uh, Kyle Farmer, Willie Castro, Jorge Alcala, or Alcala, uh, Ryan Jeffers, Alex Kirloff, and Nick Gordon. Um, kind of taking a look at all these guys. Um, Caleb Thielbar is, you know, he's 30, he's soon to be 37 years old. Um, he's looking for, now this is just an arbitration prediction is basically he was looking to make, uh, in 2024 to make $3 million. And I think that's a, that's actually a pretty good price for Caleb Thielbar. Um, I know last year, you know, he, he had, uh, some injury issues and, you know, he didn't play really a whole season, but, um, I think the twins are likely to, I think they're likely to hang on to Caleb Thielbar and, you know, pay him the $3 million. Um, I definitely, he has been an anchor, the left-handed anchor for this bullpen for many years. And I, really can't picture this bullpen without him um, as they just don't have, you know, another guy that another, a good older veteran to uh, take his spot, especially as a lefty that I feel comfortable with. So I think that, you know, so I'm hoping the twins will, the twins will likely, likely uh, go with the $3 million. Um, the other guy I think that will be really likely to get uh, to make it through arbitration will be Willie Castro. Um, his numbers for 2024, like I said, this is just prediction salary, is $3.2 million, which for what, if we can get the same type of production that we got out of Willie Castro last year, you know, not only just you know, hitting the ball and, you know, defensively he was, I, you know, I definitely loved him in the outfield last year. He did a, a really, a really good job in filling into a, a lot of gaps, you know, especially in center field, not having Byron Buxton and which is also another reason to sign him because we know that, um, Buxton is not going to play a whole season next year, uh, due to the, surgery that he's having this off season. Um, so for, you know, 3 million, I mean, why not? So I, you know, I think that's a really good idea. Um, so, but he also, Willie Castro is also due for another arbitration year next year in 2025, unless they decide to, you know, just give him a contract.
um, straight out. Um, but I kind of don't see them doing that because of the um, of the current payroll situation that the Twins are going with, uh, especially with letting go the pitchers that I had mentioned earlier in the episode. And so the Twins, you know, need to have some of these guys for pretty cheap right now. So Willie Castro would definitely be another guy, I think, that will most definitely take the, you know, have the $3.2 million con- or contract for pay for a year or so while under arbitration. Um, a couple guys I think are are on this list that I think are going to be really high on signing. Obviously, Ryan Jeffers. That's a no-brainer. Um, Jeffers is a, if through arbitration this year, his prediction is $2.3 million. So, once again, if you can get a guy whose production went up from, you know, two years ago, into last year and then we can get just you know the same thing if not better I mean 2.3 million I mean that's that's going to be a steal right now and he's under and he's got another this is his first year of arbitration so he's still got a couple more years of arbitration before he could elect free agency um moving along Alex Kirilov who's another man uh, that uh you know, he only had he kind of had a you know an injury filled season too. Um, had some surgery in the off season here. Uh, he's in his first year of arbitration. Um, his prediction number is going to be at one point seven million dollars, which even for the three hundred at bats, you know that he had this year, or around three hundred at bats. Um, $1.7 million for his, you know, the kind of player he is, I think is definitely worth it. Um, and I think the Twins should go with that. Uh, and he's, and this isn't, like I said, is only his first year out of four years of arbitration. So the Twins definitely have a chance to hang on to him for a while. Um, now, a couple guys I think are very unlikely to get through arbitration this year. I don't think the Twins are going to do any three guys, I should say. Um, I don't see the Twins going with Kyle Farmer. Um, right now, they think his arbitration number is going to be at $6.6 million, which, you know, like I said, with what the Twins are doing um, payroll-wise, that's uh, a good-sized chunk for a part-time infielder. Um, then again, you know, last year we had a lot of injuries and he, you know, got a lot of playing time as did Castro and, um, and then, you know, some of the other, you know, like Michael A. Taylor, you know, some of the other guys, uh, I just don't see the twins going for that number. So hopefully they can, you know, work something out. Um, another guy I do not see making it through arbitration either, even though he's still got one more year of arbitration or next year has another session of arbitration before he can become a, you know, before free agency, um, is Jorge Alcala. Um, I'm, he has just kind of been a little disappointing for me the last couple seasons. 
uh, especially with the injury, you know, his, his numbers around a million dollars, which, you know, the twins are, you know, are not going to spend that kind of money on a guy that who hasn't been able to really stay healthy the last couple of years. Um, I could definitely see them just kind of letting him go into free agency and move on. Um, and then the last one, it's kind of a kind of an interesting deal, and I don't know how you people feel about it, but I'm okay with letting this guy walk. Is is Nick Gordon? Um, he definitely did not. I mean, he was injured. You know, he had that one great season. You know, that one great breakout season, and then he's just been kind of mediocre at best. Um. You know, and now you have Royce Lewis coming and Brooks Lee coming, and um, you got a lot of guys coming up who can, um, younger talent that can, uh, you know, take these spots in the infield. And, you know, and there's even some of this young talent coming up in the outfield, too. And I just don't feel like there's really a spot for Nick Gordon on this team. Um, so I would have to say that the Twins are probably not going to go for his arbitration number, which they think it's going to be around a million dollars. So um, I think they can definitely use that somewhere else. And so basically the guys I definitely, again, the guys I definitely see being part of this crew, out of this group is Theobar, Willie Castro, Ryan Jeffers, Alex Kirilov. Um, like I said, the guys that don't be surprised become free agents are Kyle Farmer, uh, Alcala, and Nick Gordon. So, but like I said, you know, time will tell and see what the see how this all works out. Um, arbitration is kind of a it's kind of an interesting ordeal, and. You know, it's it's amazing to see how far off a lot of these teams are as far as, you know, what they think versus what the player thinks they should be making. So um, we'll just have to kind of watch and see what happens. So, All right, so moving along. Um, free agency has started already, obviously, with <laughs> some of our former twins being signed away. Um I know I'd mentioned in uh, previous episodes of, uh, you know, some of the things that the Twins were going to need in this upcoming season. Um, one of the bigger needs, I think, is going to be a first baseman um, with Alex Kirloff having uh, off-season surgery and Solano as a free agent and Joey Gallo is also a free agent. The Twins don't have really a huge option right now at uh first base other than you know in my mind Jose Miranda um so that is definitely a position that the twins are going to be needing to address this coming off season and Again, you know the money. The money is a is a huge situation, and and I should mention that Ed Julian can probably play some first base also. Um, I am 
pretty much going, I'm going to give you some names here of some guys that not, they're not really costing a lot of money. Um, I don't think they will, you know, cause I know the twins are kind of looking for, you know, some guys that I know they really want a first baseman who's got some power coming into this, um, this season. And I got a couple names here. Um, one guy is Mike Ford. Um, don't know if you know much about Mike Ford. Uh, he, I forget, I'm escaping what team he played for last year. Uh, he had 219 at bats, batted 228, uh, had a 323 on base percentage and 16 home runs. Um, I'm not real familiar with him, you know, as far as his history, but um, I know he's been around a little bit, uh, mainly a, uh, a platoon player. Um, another guy I had on my list. Now this one should be more known to, uh, a lot of baseball people, uh, Brandon Belt. Uh, he's a little older. Um, he batted 330 or he had 339 at bats last year. He batted 254, had a 369 on base, hit 19 home runs last year, which I think is pretty huge um you know with that many at bats i mean if he was a bat at a full 600 at bats or more i mean you're looking at a possible you know 30 to 40 uh home run hitter there which is something you know would be huge for the twins but obviously you know belt's not one of them guys that's going to be an everyday player um my another guy I had on this list, uh, Garrett Cooper. Um, for those who don't know much about Gary or Garrett Cooper, he's uh, played with Miami uh, the last few seasons. Um, last year he had a decent, he had an okay season. He batted, uh, he had he had four hundred twenty two at bats. He batted two fifty one, three hundred four on base, uh, seventeen home runs. His defense isn't the worst. Um, He's mainly, like I said, he can mainly play first base. I know he's been known to play a little bit of third base when needed. Um, and then, of course, another guy I had on the list, which, hey, I would welcome him back with open arms, is Donovan Solano. You know, 394 bats, batted 282 with the 369 on base. He doesn't obviously doesn't have the power that the Twins are hoping to get for that position, but... Hey, you know, a three sixty nine on base, you know, and the guy, the guy played out of his mind last year. Um, definitely one of the of our many bench players that stepped up uh, when we had the injury plagues. So, um, so there you go. There's a few names to throw out there. Um, I'd be kind of curious to what you guys think on some names. Um, you know, and just kind of keep in mind that the Twins are definitely not going to be spending a lot of money. So these definitely have to be guys that are probably platoon platoon players that are probably going to be in that, you know, two, three, four million dollar range. Um, another big position, obviously, the Twins are going to need with the Byron Buxton situation is uh, center field. Um. You know, Michael Taylor is at the top of my list. Uh, 
but I also think Michael A. Taylor has definitely played himself out of his contract worth from last year. Um, I think, I believe he was only making maybe two or three million last year. And I, he's predicted to go between seven and nine million, you know, to get it per year for a contract. So, you know, and obviously his stats last year, the 355 at bats, you know, hitting 220 with a 278 on base, you know, the 20 home runs. And I think he's probably one of the best defensive center fielders in the game. I mean, it's, you know, he's definitely, he's definitely earned that. So I, I think that's going to be a lot harder for the twins to um, maybe resign him. Um, another guy I think the twins can maybe take a look at, I think he's going to be a lot more money than he was previously last year. Also, uh, is a guy that played with Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Kevin Kermeyer. Um, he had 370 at bats, hit 265, 322 on base. He's not really a home run hitter. Um, had eight home runs last year and, also, I think he is definitely a a top 10 center fielder in the game. Um, very good with the glove. If you guys don't remember, he played played for a few years with the Tampa Bay Rays and was a very, very solid outfielder for them. Um, one other name, this guy was really hyped up when he first came in the league, you know, for being an okay hitter and, you know, definitely another solid defensive guy, but he's kind of struggled his last few seasons, but, you know, he went from St. Louis, got traded to the Yankees, and now he's on the streets is a guy named Harrison Bader, who I've been kind of a fan of. Um, you know, last year his bat was really not his game. Uh, he had 319 at bats, batted 232, 274 on base percentage. You know, he had a few home runs, you know, like seven or eight home runs. Um, definitely a guy who's really good with his glove. Um, yeah, it's. You know, it's kind of hard right now with center fielders because we really don't know exactly how long Buxton's going to be out. And, you know, I would definitely think Willie Castro is going to make it through arbitration. So, and he's definitely going to probably take that spot in center field. But do you want him playing every day? I think the Twins definitely need somebody to kind of switch out with him. And... You know, it's it. I don't know. It's hard to say what the Twins are gonna probably look for in a you know a part time center fielder, but you know Michael Taylor was supposed to be a part time center fielder, and you know he we used him quite a bit last year, and you know he prevailed. So um, moving along, we're gonna kind of shift over to the outfield in a spot in the outfield. I think the Twins this year definitely need something that they didn't go after last year. They definitely need a right-handed hitting corner outfielder. Um, you know, we thought for sure last year that Kepler was going to be traded and, you know, that the, they were going to bring in somebody 
who could, you know, somebody who could bat right-handed and play the corner. But that obviously was not the case, as we had a slew full of lefties. Um, Most of these guys on this list are not really what I call, you know, I should say they're not real huge power hitters. I mean, they're definitely, a lot of these guys could probably hit around that 15 to 20 home run range, which, hey, a team full of them guys can make a huge difference. Um, anyways, you know, a lot of these guys are a little older. Um, and these, and these are guys I definitely had on my list last year, or at least a few of them I did last year that the twins should have gone after. Uh, first off, let's start out with Adam Duvall. I, you know, Adam Duvall last year played with the Red Sox, I believe. Um, he had 320 at bats, batted 247, 303 on base. Had 21 homers, which is uh, a good, good, decent year for him. Um, I definitely think he's he's a very above average defensive corner outfielder. Um, yeah, he's 35 years old. Um, but like I said, we're just looking for somebody out there, you know, for against righty, you know, or against lefties. Um you know, his contract, they're kind of predicting him to be in that seven to nine range. Um, like I said, these are just predictions. So, and I think he could be a, a good, a good help out there. Um, also another guy moving along, uh, Tommy Pham. I don't know how much you guys are familiar with Tommy Pham. Um, I think he was the guy last year that got into, a little bit of a, I don't know, let's just call it a slap incident with uh, Jock Peterson and over a fantasy football thing, which, you know, I'm not a huge guy on Tommy Pham, but he's definitely probably the kind of guy that the Twins, money-wise and production-wise, I think they could, you know, maybe go after. Um, he had 426 at-bats. Hit two fifty, you know. Hit two fifty six, um, three twenty eight on base, sixteen home runs, and you know he's always been pretty solid in the corners. But once again, thirty six years old, so he's, you know, closer to the end than he is to the beginning. So, um, another guy wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, played with the Colorado Rockies last year, um, Jerickson Profar. Uh, he hit 459 or he batted had 459 at bats last year hit 242 321 OBS uh could play outfield in first base so I mean there you go there's an outfielder who can come in and play first base you know kind of like Gallo did um and another one that I it, this one's kind of high on my list but it's also just depending on what he's looking for for a salary, um, is Hunter Renfro. Uh, he's 32. He had 498 at-bats last year. Uh, he kind of moved around a little bit. He was with the Angels, and then I believe he finished his season with the Reds. Um, he hit 233 um, and had an on-base of 297, which that's a that's a down year for him. Um, 20 home runs. The guy's definitely got some power. He always has had power. 
Um, I definitely know Hunter Renfro is better than what his hitting was last year. So, and that makes me think that the Twins could probably get him, you know, a little bit on a cheaper deal. Um, and then probably the the question here is, what do you think the Twins are going to do with starting pitching? You mean, do you think they're going to, you know, stick with what they have? Because right now the the Twins starting five looks like Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Chris Paddock, and Louis Varland, which, you know, that's not a terrible starting five. Actually, I think that's a very decent starting five, especially the first three, um, Paddock, which, you know, we finally got to see a little bit of Paddock, you know, in the playoffs and kind of, you know, just to see what he could do and definitely did really good in a, uh, relief role. Not sure as fat, you know, not sure what he will do, you know, when he's, when he has to pitch more than a few innings. Um, then you had Louis Varland who last year started 10 games, you know, 68 innings, uh, had an ERA of 463, which is a little high, but you know, he had his struggles last year and, for the most part, other than that, he did fill in pretty good when, you know, when we had to sit Joe Ryan and then when Bailey Ober was out and and all that stuff. So, um, like I said, I mean, it's I'm kind of do the Twins really want to go after a starting pitcher? And you know, they got to find somebody. They got to definitely got to find somebody cheap. And unless. You know, obviously they trade away, you know, the the three guys that are, that I think are on trade block right now, you know, between Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, and now Christian Vasquez, which those three guys together are, com, you know, a combine of $30.5 million, which is a huge chunk for, uh, of this payroll right now because the Twins want to be around the 120, 125 range. I mean, I assume they, I'm hoping they go up a little higher, you know, because last season I believe they were around the 155, 165 area. So um, I'm not sure how much they're cutting. So with that being said, I mean, I got a few starting pitchers that, you know, I mean, these guys are, you know, once again, not, you know, set the world on fire, guys. But, you know, they could help balance this rotation out a little bit. Um, one guy is who I think, has, you know, he's seen his better years, but he's still got some something left in the tank, is a guy named James Paxton. And if you guys aren't familiar with James Paxton, he pitched for Boston last year, and he... Um, pitched for Seattle before that. Uh, he's 35. Um, only pitched 96 innings last year as he, I believe he had some, uh, and he had a little bit of some injury woes last year. Uh, had a 450 ERA with a whip of 1.31. Um, like I said, nothing flashy, but he's definitely a, uh, definitely not a, not a type pitcher of guys that we've had in the past, you know, like a J.A. Happ or a Michael Schumacher or a Dylan Bundy. I think he's way better than that. 
um, even as his, you know, at 35. Um, another guy I have on this list, um, I think is a very decent pitcher. He may cost a little bit more money, but with his little bit of a rough year he had, I think he can come down. And he's still quite young yet. Um, and this guy, his name is Jack Flaherty. Uh, Flaherty, he's 28 years old, pitched 144 innings last year. Uh, went 8-9. and nine. He had a 4.99 ERA. Whip was a little high last year, uh, 1.58. I know when you look at uh, baseball stats, uh, a, an, a good whip number is anything under 1.3. So he he struggled last season. Um but I know in the past when he's pitched with St. Louis, he, he has definitely had a lot better stats than that. So and being 28 years old, you know he's you know he's kind of right in the middle of his career. Um another guy I am kind of looked at who, you know, might not cost a lot of money either, just depending, is a young man by the name of Alex Wood. Uh, for those who don't know who Alex Wood is, he pitched with San Francisco. Um, 33 years old, also kind of had a down season last year, only pitched 100 innings. Uh, he had a 433 ERA, once again, uh, 1.43 whip, a little high. But if you look him up and, you know, look up his stats in the past, he's always, I shouldn't say always, but mostly been a better pitcher than that. So definitely another guy that could, like I said, maintain that balance. And now this guy, of all the free agents that I think the Twins should go after, I, I think this guy here could fit in way better than anybody out there and definitely will not cost a lot of money I, he's definitely cheaper than Sonny Gray he is cheaper than what Kenta Maeda went and this guy his name is Michael Waka and you know what and some of you guys might recognize his name because he's come up a lot as far as somebody that the twins should go after um Michael Waka, he's 32 years old. Um, he's pitched with um, San Diego, and um, and I'm I'm kind of drawing a blank in a few other places he's pitched. Um, so sorry for that. But anyways, last year he pitched 134 innings. He went 14 and four, had a 3.22 ERA. Um, WHIP was pretty high though. Uh, he had a 1.16 whip, but I think that can definitely change with him as I, you know, like I said, he is my number one guy on this list of starters. So there you go, guys. That's a little bit of a list I have kind of going there right now. Um, like I said, I'm probably way off on all this stuff. Which, hey, it's okay. I'm doing this for fun. I don't work for the Twins. I do not know what the Twins are always thinking. Much like most us guys can't figure out what our wives are thinking. Um, so I just do this for fun. And, you know, it's kind of just 
be interesting to see what you guys kind of think. Uh, so I think we'll end the podcast here tonight. Um, so yeah, uh, let me know what you guys think of some of these guys I mentioned, or if you guys have some ideas, you know, hey, feel free to throw them at me. Um, I'd like to know what you guys think. Uh, you can follow me at mdhoffman61 on X. You could follow Twins Nation Podcast at Twins Nation Pod on X. And you can find us on Facebook. So at Twins Nation Podcast. So I hope you guys have a good evening. And we'll next time we'll talk. Hopefully the Twins have made some moves. And give us something to talk about. All right. You guys have a great night.